Welcome to Talking with God. My goal is to provide you with insight on how a strong prayer life can help bring you closer to a loving relationship with God. I keep no secrets and share my own struggles for a single purpose. I want to encourage you to pray more often, pray more consistently, and pray in all things. Talking with God is about just that, the conversation that you have with our Heavenly Father. And prayer is not complicated. We make it complicated. There's no special sauce to getting prayer right. So let us shed that stigma that talking with God is complicated. God, our Father, is there to listen to us in all seasons. Whether you are having the best of days, or maybe you are facing some struggles and are angry at the world, or even God himself, he is still there. So join us each week as we talk about life and how you can build an amazing and loving relationship by talking with God. Thank you for joining me here again on Talking With God. I want to say thank you for taking time out of your day to spend it here with me. The last couple of episodes have been going through what we call the Faithful Father series. Uh, this series is covering seven characteristics that a Christian father uh, should value and hold and hopefully uh, act upon. The very first one was teaching truth, and that's talking and teaching to your children about God and the Bible, who Jesus Christ was, what he accomplished when he died for us, and how we as Christians should be treating the people around us. So this week, we're going into basically walking the walk or living like Christ. You can talk the talk, but are you really walking the walk of a Christian, of a Christian father? It's an age-old idiom, and you know, as we continue in this series, we need to move beyond simply just talking about God and the work that Jesus did and acting upon those words. Our children learn so much from us at home because they spend so much time with us. Eli has picked up some of our behaviors, and Ella articulates herself like an adult because that's how we speak to both of them at home. I'm more so her. But you know, one of the things I think is to be a good father, we have to capitalize on those times. You know, children at that age, when they're young, they're not setting their ways. They really are like sponges, and they soak up all the information. So how do we do that? How how do we walk the walk for our children? And one of the best pieces of advice that you'll find actually comes from Paul in his first epistle to the Corinthians. He was urging the church in Corinth to be imitators of him, for he is an imitator of Christ. This is 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, and it's really short and simple. He says, for whatever the father does, the son does likewise. And it's not the only piece of sage wisdom Paul gives the Corinthian church. In fact, you'll find all kinds of phrases in 1 Corinthians that we all quote and reference from time to time. But Paul was nothing short of prolific in his walk with God. He didn't get there easily, though. And walking the walk of a Christian father, or a Christian in general, I mean, we are focusing on the Christian father in this series. It's something that you don't just seg you into. You know, you don't pretend to be good at it, and then you get an awesome participatory trophy. If you're not being that good Christian father, it's going to show. You know, as Christians, we are prone to give all these types of platitudes because we believe we we are showering people with love, but are we really? Really ask yourself, where's your heart when you speak those words? Where's your heart in the actions following those words? And it also makes me wonder how often we say things but don't follow up when it comes to God. If we do not fulfill those words, the ones I'm talking about specifically here is, I'll pray for you, 
we're quite frankly shunning God's love. And that's not the first time that I've mentioned that or made that standpoint. If you promise something, especially when it is related to God, you are totally, completely shunning your duty as a Christian. And I'm not condemning anyone because I've been guilty of it. But I do make a concerted effort to make sure that I do that now when I promise it. And I would find it hard to believe that anyone I've met who is a Christian is not guilty of it too. We're imperfect people. You can thank the world for part of that, right? There's so many distractions that those promises get easily forgotten. Forgetting about God seems almost impossible. He's everything. And we don't truly forget about God, but the devil is really really great at distracting us. It's one of those out of sight, out of mind type of things, but that's exactly how we treat the words we speak to others, and then we fail to follow through on the actions that we've promised. And our children see that. They hear it. They see our inaction, and they think it is the way they should act. And that's why me personally, and I even tell this and preach this to them, don't make a promise that you're not absolutely certain you can't keep. Don't lie. Because a promise you know that you're not going to try to keep is a lie. So let's talk about walking the walk. How do we fix it? How do we solve our inaction by action? Well, I can share with you a story of how, personally for me, I've turned some of my inaction and platitudes into a chance to teach my children action and why it's important to walk the faith and not simply regurgitate things that we learn in Bible school or Sunday school church or just being around Christians. And this happened uh, several years ago. We were picking up some things at uh, Michael's Craft Store in Hickory, and we left the parking lot and everyone got in and buckled and all that good stuff. And when we turned the corner of the median in my rearview mirror, my wife and I saw a pair of ladies walking and one of them fell as she stepped off the curb and she didn't get back up. And so we turned around immediately and we pulled into a a parking spot right there. And my wife got out and the kids stayed in the car. Well, when we got near, we could see that the woman was an older lady and she had been wearing sandals. And I guess she had tripped up and, and fallen. But the reason that she wasn't moving is because her left arm that she was laying on was in pain. So it was probably broken. We blocked traffic coming both ways while someone called an ambulance. Now, Bethany, at the time, she was not a supervisor. She was still doing home health. She's a nurse. And so I just stepped back and just kind of let her do her thing. She's an awesome nurse. So instead, what I did is I went and I checked on the kids and, you know, distracted them because my poor girl, Ella, she gets really worried and concerned about people. Stuff like that. I try to distract them and keep them calm. But they were in the car and knew that something had happened. And so what I wanted to do was just assure them that everything was all right. And I talked to him and I told him that what the woman's name was and what had happened to her. And like I said, Ella was really worried for her and, and I told her I knew and I was too, but it was time for us to pray. And even though my children uh, at the time uh, weren't saved, Eli is now and Ella, she has not accepted Christ yet, but they still like praying to God. And so I try to teach them not to rush their prayer because God deserves all of our time. They des he deserves our full attention. And so, you know, with kids are prone to things being done quickly because two minutes is an hour in their world. And so they closed their eyes and we prayed for her quick healing and safe journey home. But it was a really sweet moment where God happened even at a time when someone a few feet away was in pain. I never told the woman we prayed for. 
because I, and I've said this before, I don't think we need to tell people all the time that we do. If you hear something, if you hear someone's having uh, struggles, just do it. If someone's on your mind, just pray for them. If you hear about someone who's facing those trials, pray for them. You don't have to go back and tell them you did it. It takes away from the focus of placing your love and hope in God's hands, and it shines a light on you instead. And that is not the purpose of Christianity. The purpose of Christianity is for us to be disciples and to share Christ. And when we stop doing that and we start sharing ourselves, we're stepping away from what we're actually supposed to be doing. But the whole point of that story, I think, is that the solution to our problem of speaking it but not doing it is to do it then and there. If somebody is upset, if they'll allow you to, hug them, show them real love, and then pray for them. And if you will, if they'll allow you, which I find if you ask people, can I pray for you? Even if they're not Christians, they're going to say yes. So pray with them right then and there. Not later at home when you're going to struggle to remember when you've barely survived putting the kids to bed or you've been running ragged all day. It's even better if you include your children, especially if they were there when you talk to the person. It allows them to see what you're doing. They'll learn that behavior and it'll have the potential to make them some of the most prayerful people one day. And that's never a bad thing. Jesus tells us directly in John 5, 19-23, how the parental relationship involving action versus inaction works. So I'm going to read that to you. It says, and this is the English Standard Version. So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing. And greater works than these will show him, so that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom he will. For the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. And that's a really powerful verse. I don't think that we realize how important that is. He's, not, he's speaking of himself at the time of his words. He had healed on the Sabbath and the Jews were angry with him. And he told them that the son cannot do anything on his own, but that the son does as he witnesses the father doing. The Jews were riled up because Jesus claimed to be the son of God and his words placed him on the same level of God. So take a step back one day and observe your children and see how they act. Is it like your spouse or is it like you? It can be eye-opening and it's also a scary thing because they're going to pick up your habits, both good and bad. Their behavior and actions are on your level. That is why walking the walk is an important cornerstone of being a faithful father. Saying to them that the son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the father's doing, that's exactly that. Your children will become independent and they will do things, but a lot of their behavior as they become adults are going to be derived directly from you. If you think about what he's saying also in in verse 21, he says, For the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives them life. We can't do that. We can't raise the dead. But it also has another meaning. When you help someone walk that walk to where they're 
going to submit themselves to Christ. Now, you're not going to raise them from the dead, but you sure are shepherding them that way. Your kids should be a part of that. They should be able to see that. Don't make a big thing of it, but if they're around when it happens, it's really important to have a conversation with them afterward. So you can say, so-and-so, I've been talking to them for this long and we've talked about Jesus and all the things that come with being loved by Jesus and how why Jesus died for us and things like that. Have that discussion with them. It doesn't matter their age, even if they're really young. If if they're able to recognize things, you have to have that conversation with them because the earlier that they learn the importance of being a disciple and helping lead people to Christ, the more agile and more willing that they're going to be able to do it. So we repeat what we learn, and I just emphasized that in the last part of this series when we went over teaching our children the truth of Jesus. But now we have to show them how to act like Jesus. Lip service is going to win over hearts of someone temporarily, but loving, God-filled action is a matter of the heart and not the mind. If we teach them to do all things from their heart and not their emotion, we get rewarded with godly children serving a world full of pain in ways that pleases God, walking the walk and showing God's love is a powerful thing, and it's not something that we can mistreat. Father, thank you for being who you are. You shower us with love and grace that's unfathomable. It's my hope that you bless your servants and give us the presence of mind to speak love to our children, not just sometimes, but often every time even. Help us find the courage to handle issues that we struggle with, even in parenting, in a manner that you would find pleasing. Our humanity makes it difficult to get it right all the time. But if we focus on you and the blueprint that you have given us for being good fathers, for being good parents, we can have great success because of you. Keep us humble and in service as we raise our children to live like Jesus does. Put on our hearts the need to walk the walk so that our words are more than just words. Our behaviors are really what? Speak about how we feel towards you and our children see that. Thank you for the opportunity to serve you through this podcast, for the opportunity to raise children knowing you. Both are more than I deserve. We love you, Father. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for taking time out of your day to spend it with me. Can I ask a small favor? Okay, well, maybe a couple of small favors. First, subscribe to this podcast. Second, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, can you give this podcast a rating and let me know how you feel that I am doing? This helps the podcast get discovered. And if I'm honest, it makes me feel great, even if it's just a one star out of five. Also, can you share this with your family or friends? We are on all major podcast platforms. You can even listen directly on the website. But just sharing it with one person, even your Facebook or Twitter friends, or any other social platform, would mean the world to me. Every little bit helps this podcast get discovered. And it allows me to share God's message to more people in the world. I hope that by sharing this podcast with you, that you are encouraged to pray more often and more comfortably, and most importantly, your relationship with God grows in talking with Him. 
If you would like to share a need for prayer, check out the link below and contact me. I love you, and I hope that you visit again next week.